live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three, three season, season one. one. He's yes. keeping up with it. So uh, episode three, season one of After the Startup. So uh, just to recap why we're doing this show is there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that decide that they're going to start their business and they are going to open their doors mm-hmm. and then they're going to realize, wow, no one's calling. Yeah. I don't have anything. So I'm joined by my good friend, James Morris and Doug Meisinger. Meisinger. Welcome boys. So um, again, we've all owned businesses, we've all done this before, and this is a way to help people understand how to succeed, right? And and whether you, let me just, you know, a lot of people know that I'm in real estate and, and I, you know, my role with Mind Property Management is helping investors. When you're an investor, you own a business. So again, make no mistake that just because you own a single family rental property or 50, you are in a business yeah. and all these things apply, maybe not in the same successive order or rapid fire as you may um, need to do or you may need to do, but it, you're running a business. So last episode, we talked about marketing and how it's changed and evolved in a lot of operators and entrepreneurs. You know, again, you don't get a marketing guy say, I'm gonna start a logistics company. Right. You get a logistics yeah. guy that says, I'm gonna start a logistics company. And then he goes, huh, no one's calling. I wonder why. Yeah. Um, You know, I made a better burger, but nobody's coming to my burger stand because McDonald's is across the street and I thought I'd put them out of business, you know? And what I want to talk about first, James, is you had talked about this earlier. You're you're helping some guys with their business. Right. And one of the first things you talked about was a business plan. Yes. So Mm -hmm. can you kind of, again, this is the boring stuff. Like this, this is like needles in my eyes Mm because I'm like, hurry it up. But Mm -hmm. it is so vital. Right. I mean, it's the foundation for the house that you're going to build on. Mm-hmm. Right, you're either going to build a shack that's going to crumble, or you're going to build a skyscraper that's going to have a strong foundation. Right. So, what? How do you explain a business plan to people that have never done this? Right. You're a smart guy, Rice University. You're super smart, intelligent. You know, blah blah blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know anything. I'm just a painter that wants to start a painting company. Right. Explain it to me like I'm a three year old. So, the best way that I can describe a business plan is. It's a roadmap. Okay. It's a very detailed roadmap. It's got all the stop. It's your GPS, right? It's got the stop signs, you know. It, but you want the potholes that are in the way, and 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 how am I going to get from this idea of becoming rich because I've got a business idea to we're actually depositing checks. Mm-hmm. I've got happy customers that are going to continue to pay me. And what if? something happens what if what could go wrong man oh my goodness (laughs) i'm a painter man everyone needs a house painted what could go wrong and and what i've found and this has been tough as i talk to young entrepreneurs that's the old man in me yeah young Um, young bucks and you start to walk them through this process yeah and it i get people that get angry with me Mm -hmm. because they're like you just don't believe in me you know, you're mm. you're looking for how you're being I'm negative. Build. Stop yeah, being yeah. so negative, yeah, man. Yeah. It's gonna be fine. I got a business card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and really, that business plan is, if you're gonna get to the pot of gold, it's a detailed roadmap with everything that could possibly go wrong answered. 
How are you going to pay your bills? How long is it going to take you to get paid? What's going to happen between the time you got to pay the first employee until you get the first check? And a lot of people don't think that. I mentioned in our first episode one, you know, there's a time where the company generated a million and a half dollars in sales and we had no cash. Right. Yeah. Why? Because we paid 500 employees and our customer hadn't paid us yet. So let me, okay, let me ask you this. So if, you know, again, we hear the word business plan. Right. Right. And so that's kind of that, you know, nobody really knows what that means. Right. So how would you or you explain to somebody, what, what, is that, what does that mean? Like, what, you know, like, like really break it down. I mean, I know that this is to get you to the end destination, your, your, your big horizon, but what does that mean, business plan? You want to take that one, Doug? Or well, want- for me, you know, it, it was a little bit different. I, before any kind of business plan, I had to identify what I was selling. And so, you know, for originally with Clear Lake Today, it had everything in the world on it. And that was the problem. Because it's, you remember Hypermart? Yeah. Yeah. What was Hyper? It had everything. Problem is nobody wanted everything. Right. right. You know, if, 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 you, if you need windshield wipers, you're going to run to AutoZone. If you need, there's certain people that they really need to drill down. And so I, I looked at what was there and I thought, okay, because wh- the audience will tell you. You can look at the different modules and see where the people are going. And for me, it was really simple. It was the business directory. It was the news, events, blogs, podcasts. Get rid of everything else. And so that was my original, uh, for me, that was my business plan is identify what it is I'm selling and get rid of what people don't care about. Because I can sit there and tell you, it does, you know, A through H. And if you've lost interest at C, I'm right. wasting both of our time right. yeah. by going and, into and all you're this not other gonna stuff. Have the stuff. You're not going to see the client through fruition, but more importantly, that client's not going to come back and mm-hmm. buy again. So the lifetime of that client, if you if you have to dispose oh, yeah. of that client every time and acquire a new client, the acquisition cost, you know, obviously sure. the repeat customer is what you want. So not only do you get them to buy from you once, you know, like you've got these big contracts, sure. how do you get them to keep coming back? And mm-hmm. not only that, but how mm-hmm. do you get them, you know, they always say second money is better is easier than first money. Right. And how do you get them to, you know, supersize their fries? You know, how do you get them to do the add-ons? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand is at the end of the day, it's all sales and marketing. You know, I hear people complain about the airlines. They're like, oh, they nickel and dime me. Everywhere you go, you're nickel and dime. Mm-hmm. I hate to break it to you. I don't care Everywhere, where yeah. you go, you know, would you like to upgrade your phone plan? Would you like some more gigabyte space? Sure. You know, it's all these things are, are those are add-ons. That's supersizing you. Yep. And, you know, I, mean, I don't know if you're able to do that in your business model. Well, well we do, but, but we're... You know, what we've learned is, and, and I'll pick on Amazon a little bit, right? Why pick on them? I was at a conference at FedEx in, in Memphis, and their CEO was talking about, there's no such thing as free shipping. You know, when you start talking about Nothing nickel free. and dime, yeah. 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 Oh, I can go to Amazon and get free shipping. No, you're paying a little bit more for the product. Yeah. Sure. Right. The manufacturer is taking a little bit less for the product, but you're paying for shipping. Yeah. So what we've learned is, you know, we have to roll those costs in, but you also have to create value, Yeah. right? Okay. Why am I gonna pay right. a little bit more, right? My goal is, I knew that we couldn't be the cheapest, right? I have yeah. competitors that are the cheapest, but they don't make any money, and I know the quality of their outputs. And again, I'm not gonna pick on anybody or call any names, but we knew that we had to show value. What's value in my business? I'm a staffing company. Well, one thing we're going to make sure you got a nationwide background check as an example. We're going to make sure everyone's drug screened. Right. We're going to make sure, you know, there's things that we're going to do. Because that's a pain point for and them. They, and they're saying, oh, how much does that cost me? 
Oh no, it's rolled in. It's rolled in. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. It ain't, <laughs> Those planes fly free. for free. FedEx yeah. is, yeah. is a nonprofit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you got to add value. So let, okay, so I think we're going. We're kind of going down a path here. So bef- let me back you guys up. So you've got a business plan, which basically is your roadmap to get to the pot of gold, as you said. Right. What are your thoughts on an organization chart for someone who's just starting their business? Is it necessary? Do you need it? I know my answer. Yeah. But I'm curious. I think it depends on your personality. I think there are some people that definitely need it. And there's some people that they excel in just, they just learn to swim in deep water. I mean, those people do exist. Well, on top of that, if I could add on, Doug, is, and it's also education and experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I read something um, a while back and it talked about put your org chart together. Yep. And every place that you don't have a person, you put your name there, Mm -hmm. you know. Wow. That's, <laughs> yes. that's right. That's, but you got to have yeah. the org chart. Well, and, and what you're doing with the org chart, as I've learned, is that you're basically setting up your business to be able to look at it from a bird's eye view, to be able to say, okay, what are the next roles that I'm going to need to fill? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because again, we as when, when entrepreneurs start a business, it's from an entrepreneur's perspective. But of course, there's multiple pillars. You know, there's, there's sales, there's marketing, which by the way, sales and marketing are not the same roles and they're not the same people. You have accounting, you have operations, and you have IT and HR. So I've learned there's five pillars to a business. Right. Most people focus on operations. Exactly. Well, if that phone's not ringing and you suck as a marketer, what happens? You go out of business. Exactly. You just don't realize it because you, until your bank account is negative, you still think you're figuring it out. Yeah. Well, I built it, they yeah. should come, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, and another thing that that org chart is going to allow you to do because again, I, I've got a finance degree, right? So yep. I'm always thinking about what's this gonna cost me. Right. As you put those names in, you also need to be writing down what you're gonna have to pay these people. Absolutely. Yeah. So now you start to start, we gotta make some money. But isn't there, mm-hmm. don't you also have to factor in, um, you know, again, we'll talk about marketing, right? There's an opportunity cost. Correct. Uh, because if they're not doing it, it's, still, it's, it's not that it's not being done, it still has to be done. Yes. Who's doing it? That means it's you. That's and, right. And what, and if, and if you're bad at, you know, if marketing is not your thing, right? Sometimes, yeah, I get it. We have to wear multiple hats mm-hmm. in, in a workplace. But if you're just not good at marketing and that's not what you do and you're spending all this time and you're not getting the results, meaning you're not testing and measuring, mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not seeing what the metrics are telling you. And if you bat it on top of it, what are you not making money on with your time mm-hmm. that you could outsource it? And, and I think mm. that's the challenge, right? And exactly. I, I think that I, I'm gonna disagree with the org chart and I'm, I'm not a big org chart person, but I do mm. know that what happens is entrepreneurs are very much ready, shoot, aim. Yeah. And, and that's my personality too. But if you're trying to build a scalable model and you're looking at it, normally if you don't have that org chart, that's, if you don't have the business plan, you don't have the org chart. And the way we were taught when we were coached was you create your org chart and we are actually taught that there are no names it's the role. Exactly. And that role has a disc profile, it has mm-hmm. a job description, it has job duties, and then it has KPIs. Mm-hmm. And whatever, you know, now you're looking going, that's the role. Now, I may have to wear that hat. Correct. Yeah. But I know, okay, what is the next, as part of the business plan, what is the hire next? Because a lot of times we go, man, I've just had so many complaints in driving this week, I gotta get a new driver. Well, is that the plan? And is that part mm. of the plan or is that a reactionary emotion? Correct. Mm. Knee jerk yeah. reaction. Yeah. Correct. And, and I think that's where that org chart in the business plan, it, I think it stops you from making those emotional decisions and gets you more into the, what is the best thing for the company? 
and you know, we used to always, when we were going to our business coach, Doug, we'd always say, hey, Doug, we want to do this and we want to do that. And he'll say, well, that's great. Is it part of the plan? If it's not part of the plan, you either change your plan or you don't do it. Right. It's very simple. It's one or the other. Right. Just because you want to do it doesn't mean you're going to, doesn't mean you should do it. Yeah. And so that was very, I don't know if you guys have ever had that where, you know, you get something just a pain and you're like, I got to hire this. Right. Well, I, I tell you what, what really got me was, you know, when I started my business and, you know, having an enabling customer was a blessing and a curse. Sure. Wow. We got business. Yeah. We now we have expenses. <laughs> right. Careful what you ask for. Yeah. And so I think the thing that kept me focused was my banker believe it or not. And I, I felt like I had a boss, which I guess essentially well, I did yeah. because, you know, my buddy Kai Jones over at BB&T would say, you can't afford that. Oh, yes, I can. And he's like, we're not doing it. Why? Because I was having a factor at the time. So I'm financing payroll and I'm using this money to make sure I had my rent and my lights and everything else paid. So when that first December came around, I'm like, oh, we're gonna do Christmas bonuses. He's like, no, yeah. you're not. <laughs> no, I am. Yeah, we, we got, we got extra. Guy. He's like, no, you don't, because now let's look at this, right? And so Colleen, yeah. you know Colleen, yeah. Oh, yeah. and Colleen would come in with my cash forecast, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Forget yeah. it. So the business plan, you know, and sometimes that's the bank, because the bank's looking at my business plan. That's your report my card, roadmap, right? right? That, sure. that, you know, as kids, we have report cards. That's right. Your business plan and your P&L, your balance sheet is your report card. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people never even think about those things. And right? there's cliffs, yeah. right? You've got, where am I going to be in three months, in mm -hmm. six months, in a year? And then there's a five-year portion. Yeah. And yeah. there's things, there's certain cliffs. They're like, oh, no, no, you're not there yet. Now, if you're... 12 months ahead on revenue and profitability, then we can go ahead and jump yeah, ahead a, a year story. or two. Yeah. But uh, we weren't. <laughs> yeah. But if you're, that's the thing. If you're fortunate enough to have that banker, because right. not everybody is. That's true. You know, um, business-wise, you know, you were bb and I'm ACU of Texas. And to have, because I'm, I'm in a similar situation, the COO is willing to sit down with me every single month. And there's a huge value to that. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's the thing. You, you either take advantage of something like that or you don't. And if you don't, woe be unto you. Well, I yeah, think yeah. a lot of this goes down to when, you, you know, it, it still is a people business. It's relationships. It is. And I don't care what anybody says, you know, if they like you, they will do business with you. Yeah. If they don't like you, they may do business with you, but it'll be short-lived. That's right. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you... You know, if you flinched wrong and the guy didn't like you, he'd be like, you know what, we're done. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait a second, we, no, and that's the only reason. So let me let me get into another segment, and this is really your world more than mine. Um, now you're going to hire your first employee, so you've got a staffing company. You right. know about hiring. Without getting too into the weeds and and uh, you know all that, what are some things when it comes to hiring? How how do you do that? You know, for me, and, and as an entrepreneur, it was so much different than being in corporate America, right? Being the head of an organization, uh, I could go out to Lene, my HR manager, right. with a mm -hmm. job description. And she was out recruiting and hiring and, you know, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, and I read so much, right? I'd get into my Reginald Lewis books and looked at, you know, who's very tyrannical. Yes. But, and... The one thing that I decided to do, and sometimes I kick myself, but it was the right thing, is I didn't want to hire another James. I didn't mm. want to hire a guy that when we sat around the table. Is that ego or was that, I mean. Well, you know, as entrepreneurs, we all got yeah, ego, we're, right? Yeah, no, absolutely, no, without <laughs> but, a doubt, absolutely. But what I did know that if I hired another me, that 
you know, there, where's the protection? So if I'm making a mistake, if I hire someone who's thinking exactly like me. So like, good job, do yeah. it. I would do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Run around, boss, go get him. Yeah. That, I didn't need that. That's weird. That didn't work. Yeah. So my 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 CFO. <laughs> she's a complete she's, opposite. She's my polar yeah, opposite. Yeah, she's complete her, opposite, yes. And, and she drives me nuts about 99% of the time. But I'm a finance guy. She's an accountant, right? Mm -hmm. She is very risk averse. Yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm adventurous. Right. Let's go get it. Let's swing it. Yeah. You know, buy it and they'll come. Yep. She's like, nope, nope, nope. So what I did was I intentionally made sure that my first hire qualified, competent. You know, we'd worked together in the previous life. She was actually the finance manager at the company where I did my first acquisition. Mm -hmm. So I knew her, I knew her work. So I was able to get her, and we fight every day. It's it's it's. But I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. It just drives me nuts because yeah. we we have totally different approaches. But it's been a recipe for success. And there's people that look like I don't know. You guys are gonna kill each this other. This is awkward. Yeah. yeah. But it's business, right? We we the one thing that we have in common is we're gonna we're, we're determined to be successful. Well, it's yeah. it's you guys are putting the business above any personal oh, yeah. any. I mean every. You're doing it for the good of the business. She's doing it for the good of the yeah, business, yeah. and you, you guys are collaborating. But let me ask this: you, you had a little bit different, you know, you had a different track. And and Doug, you know, I'm curious your thoughts when you go to hire that first employee, mm -hmm. right? How do you do it? Like, how do you, you know, I mean, you hear a slow to hire, quick to fire, you yeah, all these yeah, yeah. terms, but <laughs> yeah. when it comes down to it, what do you do? I look for somebody that is talented in areas that I'm very, very weak in. Okay. Right, right. Um, Very similar. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, on the radio side, I, I'm working with Adam Smasher. Yep. Uh, you know Adam guy. very well. Yeah. Great guy. I think the world of him. He and I could not be more opposite. Uh, in fact, he actually sent me a text earlier today about something that's going on. It said, every time you do this, I want to kill myself. <laughs> and <laughs> Perfect. I, and, 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 that's, and, and I could say the exact same thing. Sure. Um, but what we do have is a, a mutual respect for the fact that I can do things that are so far out of his scope. It's not even funny. And right. I realize the same for him. So um, that's that I'm the same way. I mean, I, I firmly believe if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I, I'm, I'm self-aware enough to know what my limitations are. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. And I always look to find people that are better at what I need because I just... I, I don't have this illusion that I can do the whole thing. Right. I just don't have that. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs run into that New promise. entrepreneurs, I think. Well, they maybe think not. They maybe, no, do, maybe, yeah, I would say most. They, they you know. think they can do everything. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah I, I know what I can't do, and that's what I look for. And, yeah. you know, what I would suggest to someone if they're looking to hire, one of the first things that we had learned was disc profile. So every position has a disc. So disc profile, for people that don't know, is a personality profiling. Mm-hmm. And it's D, I, S, and C, and you can look it up. Um, but basically, you're, you're normally a combination of the two. Mm -hmm. So you're either D, where you're very dominant. You're an I, where you're very social. You're an S, where you're kind of sentimental. And you're a C, where you're conforming. So for example, if you have a position for an accountant, mm -hmm. the last thing you want is an I, who's a social butterfly, who can't sit at their desk for more than three minutes without wanting to be in the gossip. Right. You're going to be like, what are you doing up again? Get back. Oh, I don't like sitting at my desk. So I don't care what a resume says, because mm -hmm. that's just a glorified lie. I mean, really, who's going to tell you? So, yeah. I mean, you know this better than I do, yeah. but I mean, who's going to tell you how bad they are on a resume? Exactly. It's always their best. It's like, oh, wow, yeah. you're perfect. Yeah. But again, their disc profile 
tells you what their personality is. And what, what I've learned about DISC, what's so cool about it is, is it gives you two things. It tells you everyone's born with a certain DISC. You're born, and normally it's a variation, right? <clears throat> and what's interesting is, is you only can communicate and resonate with the same type of DISC. So if you're a D, meaning mm. you're very dominant, you're, you're upfront, you're bullish, you only are gonna resonate with someone who's upfront, dominant, and bullish. And you're gonna say, finally, someone gets me, right? You're gonna be like, thank God, I finally got someone who understands yeah. me. As a salesperson and marketing person, you have to learn how to basically become a chameleon and see that disc and be the same person. It's called mirroring. And you have to mm -hmm. mirror that person because that's how you resonate with them subconsciously. But you're born with a disc profile, right? Everyone's born with their own DNA disc. Your education, your surrounding, your environment creates another disc. And that's who you learn to become. What's interesting though, is when you become stressed, you revert back to your original disc. So that's when you're mm -hmm. talking to someone, you're having a conversation and it gets stressful and all of a sudden they explode and you're like, whoa. And they're yeah. like, sorry, I don't know what came over me. That's them reverting back to their original disc. That's like, you see people, you know, little kids, two, two, brother, two brothers, one of them's picking flowers and giving them people, the other one's pushing kids into the anthill. And the mom's mm. going, I don't understand. They're like two different kids. Like, I don't understand. That's different disc profiles. So again, you know, when we were running property management company, it's a very high stressful thing. We want to know what is their disc when it all hits the fan? Mm -hmm. How do yeah. they react? Do they start screaming at people? Do they go to the corner and cry? And so to us, the disc profile would give us a very clear indication of the type of person. And so if someone's looking to hire, I would suggest that you create the disc profile for the position. And I don't know if you do this at all or not, but you create the disc profile for the position. And then at least, it, now it doesn't have to be the end all be all, but at least now you have an idea that when you're talking to someone, you're picking up on words and cues, you know, accountants, CPAs, architects, attorneys, those are all C's because mm. they conform, they stay within the rules, mm -hmm. right? You're not gonna get someone like, you don't want another D, you're a CEO, you don't want another D coming in saying, James, that's stupid, don't do that. And right. you're like, whoa, right. wait yeah. a second. I get along with you, but I don't want you doing that in my company. That's right. And, th and that's, that's why you wanna make sure whoever you hire is appropriate for DISC. Have you, have you ever done that or? We ha well, you know, we did some work for your yeah, company. So right. um, we, we have done it for people that we recruit. Uh, ironically enough, we haven't done it for our uh -huh. own company. We've talked about it. Yeah. Uh, but I can see the value in it. You know, I, when you were talking about people reverting back, I can remember my grandmother, you know, and she, she'd make a statement, his true colors came out. That, that's it yeah. right there. You know, and that's exactly, you get the guy that's, oh, he's, he's being nice, he's dating my sister, he's a perfect gentleman, the yeah. flowers, and yeah. all of a sudden, you catch him. Totally different. And yeah. you find out his true, his true colors yeah. come out, right? He's yeah. gone back to his natural. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a supporter of the disc profile. We have clients that require it. Really? Yeah, we have clients that require, I mean, major public companies yeah. that, I wish I can't share this yeah. name of this one, but um, it's a requirement. Well, and I think what's what's important to know, and I guess just for people that are starting out, you're, you're running your business from a CEO level, not from the in the weeds level, is what, mm -hmm. is what this tells me. You're, you're, you know, it's the old adage, you're slowing down to speed up. Mm -hmm. So you're slowing down a little bit to go, okay, what do I need to do to be effective and not be reactionary. Like, oh, I like that guy. I had a good feeling about him. Man, we seem to get along, isn't right. that? I'm gonna hire him. And all of a sudden, you know, now, now you have a problem. Now you have a, an employee that you probably shouldn't have hired. 
Mm-hmm. And now how do you get, how do you unwind this ball that you just wound up? And that's a whole other issue, right? Well, we could have a whole, another episode just on the HR aspect of things, oh, of sure. hiring and yeah. firing. and Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's important. Um, you got any thoughts on that before we wrap up? I mean, for me, since I'm such a, a hyper-local business, uh, you know, I, I can... I can take from a pool of people that I already have either some sort of relationship with or know somebody that does. Right. So it, it's a little it's a little different for me that I'm not just bringing in somebody cold that I have no history with or no access to the history of. So it's a little bit different for me in that sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So I, I like I said, just to kind of wrap it up before we close on this podcast, number three. Yep. He's doing so good. I'm doing good. I'm keeping track, right? Season That's one, good. episode three. Season one, I like episode it. three. I got it. <laughs> Uh, you know, again, I would just say, you know, for people that are looking to hire, create the org chart, hire on what the company needs based on the roles, not based on your emotional knee-jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. And then when you do the hiring, you know, do it objective. You know, obviously there's laws and everything in different states and counties and everything. Obviously, you've got to comply with those. Um, but make sure that you really think it through before you do that hire and make sure that they fit the role, not the person. Is my that's my advice, yeah. but you're the guru, so I'll yeah. let you no, talk about it. I, I think you're dead on, and so just in closing, I'll just throw this out there. Uh, you know, being a privately owned company, and um, you know, think about think long and hard as you start to as you're building your businesses and you're looking to your network. Think long and hard before you bring in all the friends and family. Absolutely mm-hmm. right, and that's again, how MC Hammer went broke. That's it. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just think, you know, but. Again, you got to make sure you're bringing in the right people. Yeah. You know, these are these are players on the team, right? Uh, people talk about the linemen on the football field don't get enough credit, but try to survive without them. Yeah. yeah. Right? Without exactly. anybody blocking. So. Yeah, exactly. It's true. Yep, Doug? Okay. Well, I think I'm going to wrap up as I always do. Thanks for joining us. Uh, as far as this content and the other content, uh, it's available everywhere, all the usual suspects, but without question, the easiest way to find this would be to download the Clear Lake Today app. All the podcasts are on On Demand, and the most recent five are right there on the homepage. Nice, nice. And if they want to get a hold of you, just Clear Lake? If they want to get a hold of me, it's uh, I'm pretty simple. It's Clear Lake Today on Instagram, on uh, LinkedIn, on Facebook, and for for me, it's just Doug Meisinger across all the platforms, M-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R. There you go. And if they want to get a hold of me, they can find me on Instagram, uh, Rosenberg Steve with a Z, uh, or Steve Rosenberg, Steven Rosenberg on Facebook, and uh, they can Google if they want to join our Facebook group. If they're into real estate, the Mastermind Real Estate Investment Club, M-Y-N-D, Mastermind uh, Real Estate Investment Club. A lot of great investors on there talking real estate, educating, um, and that's what we're trying to do here, right? We're trying to help people that are starting their business educate themselves. It was your brainchild, which I'm glad you brought this up. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely necessary and definitely needed for um, entrepreneurs, for investors, for anyone that is running any type of business. I think this stuff is going to be vital because we've all done it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening and watching and we'll see you guys on the next show. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thanks. Yep.